0: Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Sunday to Sunday, right? We look to Sunday, but sometimes we forget Wednesday. Amen. Wednesday, every other day, of course, but. There's something about just meeting in the middle of the week that uh, just it uh, gives me energy, motivates me, inspires me. Amen. All right, we're going to call your attention. Uh, there's the pie in the face uh, ad. It looks good, doesn't it? Amen. You can probably volunteer if you want to be that mystery person. I pay money to. I will pay money to throw some pies. Amen. We're going to call your attention to the book of Exodus 17 and 15, and Sister Janelle is not here tonight, but we would like to say happy anniversary to Brother Ryan and his dear wife. Monday, I believe it was, right? Or was it yesterday? Monday.
1: Amen. Doesn't seem
0: like it's been that many years, but wow, thirteen. All right, Exodus chapter number 17 and 15, and we'd like to say congratulations also to, to, uh, to the biggest losers. Raise your hand if you played on that team. There they are. You can ask them what that means, okay? All right, here we go. Exodus 17, 15. One verse we're going to uh, start off with tonight it simply says, And Moses built an altar. Moses built an altar and called the name of it. Somebody pronounce that for me. Jehovah what? Nisi. Is that correct? I don't know, but it sounds reasonable to me. All right? So Moses built an altar, and then he called it Jehovah Nisi. What does that mean? The Lord is my banner. What's a banner? That's what we're going to look at. The Lord is my banner. I believe that the Lord has always, by design and by His sacrifice at Calvary, even more so in the gospel age, He always has meant for His people to live in victory. Always. Always. He wants us to live in victory. And I do believe, though, that our victory is connected to our altar. I believe that. There it is. So here we go. This is, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first recorded battle that takes place after God had taken care of the Egyptian army. Right? I love the story of... And can you knock those track lights down for me, Brother Grant? I like the story of the Egyptian army and the hot pursuit of God's people. The Bible says that God takes off the wheels of the chariots. You ever read that? Kind of love that. He takes the wheels off. Wow. And so this is the uh, the first battle that's taken place. The Amalekites has struck them in the rear of their Whatever, three million people, probably where the, the elderly and the young, for the most part, they say, were. And so this is raised, this banner, this flag is raised over the site of the altar of victory after God gave Israel their victory over the Amalekites. You remember the story of Saul? What was his final, what was the final spear in him, or sword. What was it? It was Amalekite, wasn't it? He was supposed to destroy all of the Amalekites. Okay, remember this now. He was sent. God said, Saul, destroy all of them. And he doesn't destroy all of them. He only does half the job. And ultimately, ultimately when he did not complete his mission that he was sent on and destroyed everything that God or fulfilled the word of God, ultimately, the thing that he only half-heartedly did came back to slay him. And so, this, uh, this battle, we're told that it went on, Moses said, Joshua, you go out, and you lead the men in battle. He says, God has instructed me, I'm to climb the hill. He says, and I'm to raise up the rod. All right, that rod has been used a lot of times. He used to raise that rod up in his hand, and we're told that during the, that battle going on in the battlefield, that as he would raise up that rod, that staff in his hand, then Israel would prevail. But when it started, he started to become weary, and he began to drop his hand. What happened? The enemy began to prevail, and we're told that that Moses, because he became he got so weary, and they they understood what was going on up there, and because he was he was a the the centerpiece. That army was looking to Moses as their leader, and they could see him on the top of that hill standing with his arm raised and that staff in his hand, and it gave them confidence because they had seen the way that God had worked through the life of Moses and how that He had used that rod on a number of occasions to do the miraculous. You remember that story, right? And so when they would look at him, the Bible says that they they saw his arm raised, that rod up in the air, and it gave them the confidence that God was going to deliver them and give them a great victory. And then when he began to droop a little bit, then the enemy prevailed. We know the story how that couple of uh, men, Aaron, Moses' brother, and her, they brought a rock, they set it there, they said, Moses, come and sit on this rock. And as Moses did, then they got on each side of him and they lifted his hands up in the air all through that battle because he couldn't hold them up himself. What a story. That's the first battle. So many things that you can take from that. That's why we support each other. That's why we lift one another up. That's why we do that. That's why we're here tonight. Because we know that when we lift up the banner, when we lift up the Lord, when we lift up His name, then and we have an altar that has been built under us, we believe that victory will come to us. you believe that? And so we know the story that uh, it got, uh, the battle was uh, won, the Amalekites were beaten, and God said, Moses, I want you to write this battle down in a book as a memorial, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. He says, For I will completely remove any memory of Amalek from under heaven, and because the Lord has sworn that he will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nissi. So God gave them the victory that day. He said, Moses, write it down. You know, how many of you really have given it enough thought? When God does something great in your life, how many of you record it? Seriously. All right, there's a hand going up. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't we? So we can refer back that. Moses said, God said, Moses, I want you to write that, write this victory down, write it down. He says, rehearse it in the ears of these people, and then I want you, to, I want you to build an altar, and I want you to plant a flag there, a flag of victory, a flag that God will fight for us when we call on His name. And when we build an altar, not of pride and arrogance with the sword and the spear, but a pride of humility, knowing that deliverance only comes from Him. Victory. God has always meant for us to live in victory. But it takes an altar to get there. As He The history of Israel progresses. We find each of the 12 tribes would design their own flag. Bible studies show most believe the emblem or symbol of each of the 12 tribes represented was the prophetic blessing given to each of Jacob's sons right before he died. Remember that? The most famous comes from what tribe? We all know it. What is it? What's the emblem? The Lion of Judah. The Lion of Judah. Those 12 flags would identify each campsite, every campsite. Once they split up into the tribes, you would see that flag flying high. The flag of Reuben, the flag of Issachar, the flag of each of the twelve. You were able to identify those tribes by the banner that they raised that represented the prophetic word that came from Jacob as to the destiny that they would fulfill. And those banners would, those flags would make it possible to to identify each tribe when they would break camp, that flag would be in the forefront. There goes Reuben, there goes Judah, there goes So. there goes Dan. And ultimately, Israel, as a nation, would design their national flag, calling it the flag of David, or the star of David the shield of David. I don't know if you can find that, the flag of Israel and pop it up on screen real real quick, but is, is there any doubt about the identity when that flag goes up in Israel? Do you have to think twice before you recognize what country that is? Let me ask you, is there any doubt as to the identity when that stars and stripes is raised up those two flags are the most recognizable flags in the world and have been for a long time but this this banner this flag this this victory if you will for God's people it evolved and finally they call it the Star of David, the Shield of David, it's called. And uh, it is a six-sided star that symbolizes that God rules over the universe and protect, protects us from all six directions, north, south, east, west, up, and down. And the middle hexagram provides the spiritual dimension of God's people. It would officially be raised on Israel's Independence Day. Anybody remember when, when that was? May what? May 14, 1948. And it would be raised in Tel Aviv. And once it went up, there has never been an identity question. When that flag goes up, people all over the world, they know whose flag that is. Let's talk a little bit about old glory. I'm going to get to the white here in just a minute, all right? Called the stars and stripes. There you go. Beautiful. I remember. I've got a great, uh, a great photo of Kathleen and me, and oh well, brother and sister Hurst and sister Marie Pound and sister Lois. That we were riding across the Sea of Galilee. Perfect, perfect weather. Not a, not a. You know, no clouds in the sky. And I shot a picture of of that flag, and uh, it's in in one of our books. But there it is right there. But let's talk a little bit about the American flag. After the founding of our country, a group of individuals were called on to design our flag, and they said it would need to represent our new country's beliefs, values, our sovereignty as a nation. Okay, hold on to that for a moment. Fifty stars, fifty states, we know that. The thirteen red and white stripes represent the original colonies. The red, white, and blue symbolize the following. Anybody know what the red represents? Okay. Valor, basically. Everywhere you go, it represents valor. Valor, mainly... Great courage in the face of danger, especially on the battlefield. That's some powerful stuff. Blue. You know what the blue represents? Vigilance, being watchful. Perseverance, which means moving forward in the face of opposition, failure and difficulties, and justice. The moral principle determining just conduct. That's some powerful stuff, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. Nice job. And, but we, we forget the whites. don't forget the white may you know what the white represents it represents our purity as a nation our innocence and our independent from other countries and holding true to the american ideal In other words, it's a God thing. The Declaration of Independence, part of that white purity is this. And I don't know, there, there's so much uh, of this in the world today, but we, we know part of the, the Declaration of Independence is so powerful that it says that all men, all men are what? That is a god thing. That didn't come from the red and the blue states. Okay? That's a god thing. You are no better and I am no better than you, no matter your race, your gender, okay? Male female, don't get me wrong. Need to specify that. But in America, the America That flag represents a God thing that we believe when we stand on the ideal that we are all created equal. There is no race problem. It was not meant to be. And that there are endowed by their creator certain unalienable rights that among these are life, boy, think about that life, liberty not life just when you think it's right, but life from the what from the time of that conceived little baby in the mother's womb, that life has got the right to live according to what we stand for. That's the white part. And liberty. Wow. Liberty. And what was the other one? What is it? Pursuit of happiness. Not the guarantee of happiness, but to pursue it. And there is never a question. Those two flags right there, you, the world, will identify those. How many of you could identify the flag of Give me somebody. Give me a country. Chad, can you can you identify the country of Chad's flag? Probably not. Probably not. But there is no question as to the identity of the stars and stripes. But we forget the white part white, the red we know. Men fought bravely. They sacrificed. Valor, courage. The blue, justice, freedom, liberty. But the white, the white is the purity. It is the innocence. It is the God principles and ideals that we were founded on. And it it is as much a part of that flag as the red and blue. Today we know the red and blue states. How about a white state? Don't forget the white. Back to Moses and the altar, the flag of victory. That That flag of victory is something that we shouldn't take lightly. That is something we need to remember. I think there's more to it than God just says, hey, I'm going to be fighting against the Amalekites from generation to generation. He's talking about the the fight between good and evil that is going to take place in every generation. And it's going to be one the same way that it was won that first time. It is going to be that when we lift up the name of Jesus, when we worship Him, when we give Him the glory, when we build our altar and say, Lord, we know that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by Your Spirit, by Your Word that gives us victory. The book of... uh... Isaiah in chapter number 11 says, And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which will stand for an ensign or flag of the people, or flag of the people. And it said, To which shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. He's talking about the gospel. He's talking about the flag that you and I hold high in our hand today. He's talking about that when, when that flag was unfurled in Israel, that thing, you got to remember that happened merely three years after, after World War II tried to destroy the entire nation. Three years' time. God says, watch what I'm going to do. But when Jesus, when He went to the cross, when He defeated death, when He went to the grave and He came back in three days, I want you to know when He ascended up and He told us, He said, and if I be lifted up, signifying His death. He said, if I be lifted up, he said, I will draw all men to him. Isaiah was writing there, and he was giving us the assurance that there is a banner that has been raised, and most people, they, they can't accept that that banner really was the cross of Calvary. That was That was the altar, and that was the banner that was lifted that day. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up, You can all look to me. He says, and I will draw all men unto me. And when he does, he offers every man the same opportunity that those of us that are sitting here tonight that we have received. That is the life-transforming message of the gospel. And I believe as you stand with us tonight, I believe with all my heart that victory still still comes in the same way. It still comes when we lift one another up. It still comes when we lift up the name of Jesus. It still comes from the altars that we build because we know... Now, I know Mason and Cooper are pretty tough, all right? But there are just some things... There are some things in life that are much too powerful for even Mason and Cooper to overcome. The dynamic duo, they might be able to get her done. but Aren't you glad for victory tonight? Aren't you glad for the banner that was lifted up? And... I, I was going to, uh, and part of the reason why this got to me, and and I had this wrote down, but I, I forgot to bring it to your attention, that does anybody know what it represents when the flag is flown upside down? Did you see what they've been doing in the streets? Those that are opposed to the Supreme Court decision, they are flying our flag upside down. Now, there's got to be some really weird irony in that because you know what that means? That is only to be used as a distress signal only in instances of extreme danger to life or property. The world America, at least a good percentage, they are upside down. They don't realize that they're flying flying a flag that's calling God's attention to protect life. The flag's not upside down. They're upside down. They're They're going against the very thing that they're holding in their hand. They don't get it. Brother Ali...